This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, we hear from Steve Matson of Matson Angling Promotions. He's a great fishing mine in the Grand Rapids area, and we've got a lot to cover. The, all the fish are biting, including some great walleye bites right now on Winnie and Pakegama, and of course, a big tournament coming up on Pakegama too. We cover it all. Plus, Steve does indeed endure a fast five next. In the sand, pulling in the big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bag. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing for Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's time to check in with Steve Matson. It's been a while since we've had him on the show. Steve, welcome back. Hey, Kev. It's, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, and uh, particularly this time of the year. You're calling me at such a, a good time. June's such a good time to be an angler in our area, so definitely looking forward to this call. Well, it is a great month uh, because uh, the bite is good on just about every species. The weather, other than the last couple of days, is usually d- darn near perfect. And uh, and like you said, the fish are biting. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the weather is a little extreme here, like you said, last couple of days. But this is this is the type of weather that we put up with, uh, you know, all the below zero in the wintertime, uh, <laughs> just to be able to get outside in the water and enjoy, you know, typically 70-degree weather and warming warming water and you know cooperative fish and so yeah it's usually just a, a special time of the year for sure well see we know what a cold front can do to fishing what about when it's the reverse when the heat jumps up as dramatically as it has the last couple of days does that affect fishing probably affects the anglers but does it affect fishing you know that's that's a very good question uh and it certainly is going to affect fishing to some degree i mean a lot of times when it gets this this hot then we don't have cloud cover so a lot of sun is gonna you know push, push the the walleyes a little bit deeper and it's going to kind of warm up the water a little bit um, sometimes it has a positive effect on on the bass and, and the panfish as the water heats up a little quicker it, it increases their metabolism so they're a little more 
eager to chase baits and to go, uh, you know, find their, their forage outside of a little small window. So it definitely has an effect on it, no no question. But I think it's cold fronts are probably, uh, you know, a little bit harder to make, you know, fishing tough versus it being warm. Uh, it has an effect, but I, I, I still think fishing is generally, generally pretty good when it's warm out. Okay. Now, Steve, uh, overall picture in the Grand Rapids area, your area, how has the season been from opener to now? It's really been a fantastic year. I mean, I'm hearing just fantastic reports from the opener out on Winnie. I mean, almost back to like glory days type things where people are catching tons of fish and, um, you know, it was it was late ice out, so... You know, it, that that did have an effect, and I still think we see a little bit of that as far as, like, weed growth and things go. Normally this time of year we got lily pads that are pushing to the surface, and, you know, all the weeds are setting up, and it, it seems like that's a little bit further behind. But um, all in all, I think it, it's really been a fantastic year. Panfish has been unreal. I, I haven't seen panfish, panfish uh, fishing just this good in, in a lot of years and we were catching lots of you know nine plus inch bluegills on the local lakes and 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 just coming in in droves i mean there was just tons of fish and crappies and perch and all in all and of course the bass they always seem to be pretty willing biters but uh yeah the spring around this area um you know once we finally got rid of the ice and things started to warm up it, it's been really a good year I and mean, you're hearing great catches uh, in, in all the different lakes, uh, for all the different species. It's been it's been really good. You know, you talked about Winnie and, and Glory Days. I, we've been hearing, at least I've been hearing from both the DNR and, you know, guides out there that it was coming, that there was going to be some really great year classes, and, and they finally hit that uh, that magic number as far as size goes. Started to really see it this winter, the few times I talked to some guys over there, and now it looks like uh, those fish are in their prime now. Absolutely, yeah. There was, uh, I know, like a back-to-back-to-back year classes of, of fish out there that are, like you said, they're right, right in that prime. And um, so there's, you know, the lake is, is pretty healthy. It, and, of course, you know, the zebra mussels, we've been talking about that for years now. It, it's kind of changed things a little bit. It's pushed some of the fish deeper. Um, but um, guys are getting used to that now, and they're figuring out what they what they need to do to, to get in front of those fish. And with with having a healthy population there, pe- people are happy. They're they're catching fish. Okay, um, and you mentioned the other species. All that's going well too. Um, what uh, for walleyes though? First, what are people using? Uh, what seems to be working the best? And and what would you recommend for this time of year? Yeah, this this time of year, like we just mentioned, you know how good fishing is in general, and and it and it is. It really is, but. Typically this time of year, plus or minus a couple weeks, you, you do see a transition in walleyes. And, you know, it starts out with the cold water and the jig and minnow. And, I mean, that's peanut butter and jelly. That's just, <laughs> you, you don't need to use anything else. You just go out and get in front of fish, and you're going to catch your fish doing that. But, yeah, as the water warms up, there is, there is a little bit of a transition as the fish get a little more active and move into, you know, deeper water. And you're going to want to switch over to leeches and crawlers, um, you know, spinners and and that type of thing um, is, is what happens this time of year. You can use a simple setup. It doesn't have to be, you know, some bottom bouncer and crazy spinner setup, but you definitely want to use uh, the rigging-type techniques where you're going to use, uh, you know, a sinker with a little bit of a leader and, and a light hook for a leech or a light hook with a crawler and, and pull that around, 
you know, walleye-type structures off the breaks and on the edges of humps and things like that. Because uh, the fish do transition to a little bit deeper water. Um, they get off on the breaks as, as you know, the, their forage transitions from the shallows out to the edges. Um, that's, that's just what the walleye do. That's part of their annual cycle. And that happens this time of year. So, um, you know, if you're jing minnow technique, um, jigging fireballs not, not producing, then it's time to switch it up and switch over to leeches and crawlers. And I think you're going to start to connect with fish again, and you'll start to be happy as you get the, the walleyes to stretch your string. What are you seeing from the panfish and bass right now? Uh, panfish, um, like I said, they, they, this year, once once the water warmed up enough and pulled them in, I mean, they came in in droves. It was You could go to any shallow area or any reed bed or, you know, lily pad area. Like I said, the lily pads really weren't up, but the lily pad area still attracted the fish and warmed up the water, and they came in in droves. And they're still kind of lingering around that a little bit, but they're also kind of transitioning out to the edges edges of the weeds and edges of, uh, you know, the break-offs, break <laughs> breaks and, and things like that so and they're once once they're done with their spawn obviously they're going to want to start uh, feeding again and, and being more active so that that fishing should continue to be strong here throughout the month of june and into july and bass fishing has uh you know with the later start um you know they were on beds a little bit later and so Typically, come walleye opener, you know, you still have some largemouth on bed, but it's kind of transitioning over. But uh, we're still seeing a little bit of that activity. Uh, smallmouth are still uh, doing, showing some signs of spawning. And largemouth, I think, are very, very tail end of it on most of the lakes around here. So they should just start to be, you know, moving and moving out to the, the structure and um, becoming more active and as these lily pads start to hit the surface and all that, of course, all your slop fishing is going to be on fire here for, um, you know, within within a week or so, and then probably be strong for, you know, two to three weeks yet. So, yeah, like I said, it is perfect time to call me because uh, there's so, <laughs> so many exciting things that, that are happening right now for to be an angler in this area. Um, how much has AIS affected things over there? As far as the... Uh, at the boat landings and all, just just sure. The, the weed police, yeah, is what they're commonly. Yeah, not not to give it a derogatory uh, name or anything, but um, yeah, I, it really hasn't affected it. I mean, I think they're out there doing uh, doing what they they need to do. Uh, this this you you promised me we weren't going to get in, in <laughs> too political and. <laughs> This this can be a, a little bit, but uh, uh, I guess I'm I'm more on on the, trying to understand uh, what it's meant for fishing, where the fish are, things like that. Oh yeah, I guess um, I, I'm not not quite sure um, as far as like weeds and and things like that. Um, I I don't really see a lot of uh, changes, you know, due to that. We we see some changes on Pekegama. Um, with some of the rusty crayfish, um, they, you know, they seem to forage on vegetation and some areas that have, you know, always had, you know, good cabbage beds and things like that for the walleyes, kind of some of the areas have been decimated. You talked to, you know, a lot of the guides and my buddy, Sean Coulter, and he's, he's talked about areas on Pekegama that used to have tons, tons of cabbage and really good walleye spots year round. And, some of those have, uh, have have gone by the wayside, mm-hmm. so he's had to make some adjustments to 
find where the fish relocate and things like that. But, you know, all in all, um, trying to do what we can to preserve what we have here. But, uh, you know, we have a lot of influx of people from all over the area and tournaments and things like that bring others to the area. And uh, it's just, you know, it's a beautiful area. So once people come up here, they they want to come back. And um, some of that stuff, you know, it, 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 it brings... You know, boats and things like that from out of the area, and sometimes that that can be bad. But I think you know we have the people out there trying to do the best we can to limit um, the spread of you know invasive type species and things like that. So we're doing what we can as a whole, as a community. We're doing you know what we can, but uh, uh, it seems to slow the spread. But some of the things seems like they're it's inevitable. Um, you know, whether it comes from us or ducks and geese and whatever who knows but um you know we're doing doing the best we can to try to limit it for sure time for a break but we have a ton more to cover with steve Vanson of Matson angling promotions next you're listening to fish and paul bunyan country this is the paul bunyan country outdoors podcast sponsored in part by bumaji state university you can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of minnesota's northwoods The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mandy York, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Steve Batson is my guest. We're talking all things fishing, including... Aquatic invasive species. And Steve, I know that, uh, you know, Bemidji, uh, we're, we're starting to see some of the effects, but I mean, a, that was already, already a pretty clear water lake and, you know, cast the same thing. Uh, I, I didn't think it could get any clearer, but it has, and it's made an, a lake that was typically early morning, late evening, earlier morning, and later evening. Certainly the walleyes are still there and they're still catching a ton of fish, but there are adjustments that need to be made. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the old adage is there's, um, change is inevitable, you know, in, in our lives and no day is the same. And, um, it definitely, definitely has an impact on it. No, no question. But I think, you know, like it or not, some of these, some of these things, though, we're getting accustomed to it. Um, you know, lakes that used to have a little bit of stain are clearing up and, but it seems like a lot of lakes kind of, follow that same suit so you get good at making adjustments on one lake and if you go fishing on another lake you, you already know what adjustments you need to make you know, whether it's deeper or using longer you know longer leaders and you know floats and just getting further behind the boat or whatever you need to do to get that bite it seems like you know our our anglers of today are becoming more more savvy and you know don't get stuck in the rut and say like they have you know back in the day oh, i used to do this all the time i just this is all i had to do was go over here and do this and catch my fish and uh it's just just not the same um you you, you have to you have to make an adjustment and as a tournament angler you know uh or as a guide you you constantly that's that's the way your mind has to think otherwise you're going to be frustrated and you're going to want to spend more time on the golf course than on the water so <laughs> Well, I've talked to a lot of people about this, but it seems to me uh, I've just run into um, with the increase in social media and uh, a lot of guys, you know, getting to watch videos or see Facebook posts. 
there seems to be more and more guys willing to not just not get in the rut with a specific species, but just switch up. You know, when when the walleyes quit, well, we'll go, you know, do some bass for a while, or we'll do walleyes in the morning or bass in the afternoon. There just seems to be a little bit more flexibility all the way around with today's anglers. Yeah, and I mean, that's one thing that I've always kind of instilled in, I guess, my approach and fishing with my son is, you know, I I didn't want to keep fishing walleyes and pound walleyes, and, you know, I didn't want him to be frustrated, uh, you know, going out there and catching one or two fish or something and being bored the whole time. So we've always kind of lived with that mantra of, uh, let's not fight the bite, let's just go catch fish, and you know, for the most part, my son loves panfish because, you know, they, they're one of the most prevalent fish out there. They're willing biters. They're great to eat. So he gets to see it, you know, full circle to go go to the dinner table. And so he loves that. So a lot of times we say, what do you want to do, buddy? He'll he'll say, well, let's, let's go catch some bluegills or something. So, but we, uh, you know, we splash everything in there. We'll <laughs> give him exposure to walleye fishing. And he loves that, especially when the bite's good. And and bass fishing is no different. He'll 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 get right on board with that, and we we kind of keep it that way. Keep it keep it active, and so it doesn't get stale. And um, you know, he always has. I try to do my best, you know, as a dad, just to make sure that he has a positive experience out there. So, but yeah, you do see that, Kevin. You're absolutely right. Um, I I just say, you know, this whole high school fishing thing and college fishing thing. I mean, even the high school thing. I mean, diehard walleye families and walleye anglers you know tournament guys you know would always you know hold their stick their nose up at these bass guys but <laughs> all of a sudden so all of a sudden their kid gets interested and wants to be part of this fishing team and the fishing team you know has, has primarily been bass fishing um i think there is some things uh, that are starting out there for walleyes but you know the kid gets interested in bass fishing and all of a sudden these diehard walleye guys are out there bass fishing and, yeah. uh, and I don't hear them grumbling about it, and I don't hear them complaining. I think that, you know, it's out there, like you said, they're they're not fighting the bite, and they're going out there and <clears throat> spending time on the water with their kids and catching fish. And, you know, what's what's not to love about that? Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't matter what species it is. But you're absolutely right. I, I Just all in all, I see people taking in, um, you know, what what's there and what's active. And there was nothing, you know, that was that was evident for sure. Uh, spring spring pan fishing there's all kinds of people that are jumping all over that and big walleye rigs and pontoons and you know kayaks and canoes and bass boats and all that people going in and taking advantage of a good pan fish bite so it's definitely there's something to it like you said whether it's social media or whatever there's people are definitely in tune with what is happening what what bite is happening and 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 not just being knowledgeable about it, but they're actually you know cashing in on it or taking yeah. advantage, getting out there, trying to at least be in the game. And so that's you know you can look at that a couple of different ways. It could be good or bad. <laughs> bad if uh, you know the DNR lets lets you keep keep everything, then we can deplete resources pretty quickly. But uh, I think they're doing as good a job as they can too of um, you know lowering the limits and. You know, the pan fish and the bluegill fishing was so good this spring that with a, you know, 10 or 20 fish limit, we could have depleted a lot of the population on some of these lakes. So happy to see that they're, you know, at least being a little more conservative in mind and lowering the limits down to five fish and just, you know, ensuring that we're going to have a future, future of this and not just a few bounty years and then, you know, nothing for, 
a decade or something. Right. So, you know, and I mean, that is one of the things. Some of these big fish, I mean, people don't realize they're not they're not one to two years old. I mean, we don't have growing seasons the full year, so some of these big fish, they're they're double digits. You know, some of these big bass, they're twenty years old, so they don't just get to get to that. It takes a long time to get to you know the, the maturity level of when we want to harvest them and and get a good fillet off them. So. Well, listen. You mentioned uh, fishing with your kids, and uh, you have uh, you had a pretty good weekend fishing with your kids, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I like I said, I'm I'm busting <laughs> busting my buttons. We had a, a fantastic uh, weekend. Um, really proud of my son and the effort that we put in. We we fished the Lund Boats Angler Young Angler Tournament on Trout Lake and Coleraine on Saturday, and we just so happened to to get the win. Um, we've been fishing this for, uh, I don't know, four or five years or maybe even longer. And it's the first time that we've actually got, uh, got the win. And, uh, like I said, it was, it was fantastic. My son Brady and his good buddy Xander Crawl fished and, and we just had a perfect day. I mean, it was not the conditions that we wanted. It got super windy and it was overcast and generally speaking, smallmouth bite a little bit better when it's, you know, sunny and, you know, just like we when it's sun, we like it when it's sunny. Mm-hmm. Like smallmouth have that same mentality. It's sunny out, and they're happy, and they're jolly, and it gets cloudy, and they kind of they they change they change their attitude a little bit. So, so it was kind of a it was a rough day, but we we really had uh, you know a, a perfect day. We ended up having the big fish of the tournament, and we had a big catch of over twenty one pounds for our five bass. And wow. Uh, kids were just uh, jumping out of their skin and super excited, and as and dad was as well. So, well, that's cool. Very, very cool. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a, definitely a, a, a proud moment for sure. Well, uh, now we've got coming up this Saturday on Pekegama the Graha Walleye Shootout, which I, I've now dubbed a par, du, part of the uh, Triple Crown of Paul Bunyan Country tournaments. We got the Leech Lake tournament, and we got the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, and we got the Graha. And there's several people who do all three of them. So this is the third one coming up on a truly unique lake. There is uh, no lake quite like Pekegama. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and this is the it's, this is the ninth annual Graha Walleye Shootout, and yep, it's happening on Saturday, June 25th, and I think there's a hundred teams that are going to be vying for the they call it the Cup. Uh, Graha, of course, is the Grand Rapids Area Hockey Association, so we're trying to raise a little bit of money for for that through this thing, and of course they tie in the name of a shootout and. It's all all kind of hockey terminology there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they the trophy is a is is a, the cup. It's uh, kind of follows the Stanley Cup. Um, That's cool. And so the people are going to be vying for that, and they they call it kiss the cup, and to be able <laughs> to kiss the cup, and they'll get eighteen thousand dollars. The first place prize is eighteen thousand dollars. Wow. So uh, I believe that it's still the largest one day payout for fishing in uh, the great state of Minnesota, but. Yeah, there's there's uh, big league, uh, big time tournaments up in the Northland. You're right, Kev, with with this and Bemidji, Knights of Columbus, um, and then of course down on down on Leech. So there's there's definitely uh, a lot of good tournaments uh, and good challenging ones for people that want to get out and improve their game and uh, game and learn you know a little bit more about uh, how to how to become a better walleye angler for sure. 
Well, and but the Kegama, yeah, the lake is is uh, it, it's really like you said, just to go off. You were saying it's unique. It is very mm-hmm. unique. There's deep water. There's you know flats. There's weeds. There's of course the Mississippi River is attached. Uh, so there is uh, all kinds of tactics that guys will use. It's a great time of the year, just like we've talked about. Fishing is good all over. Walleye fishing is really picking up there. So guys will be you know, rigging. They'll be pulling spinners, rigging leeches and big minnows. They'll be using corks, uh, jigging wraps, um, all all sorts of things they'll use uh, to catch catch the uh, the elusive marble eye out there on the Kegama. He's Steve Batson of Batson Angling Promotions. We got more with Steve next. I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson sound like he has a clue. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest. And you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. We are talking Grand Rapids area fishing and much more with Steve Matson of Matson Angling Promotions. When we went to break, we were talking about the Graha tournament coming up on Pokegama. And Steve, do any of the standard walleye rules apply to that lake? You know, it's, <clears throat> that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's so diverse <laughs> that it, it, it's a good point. I mean, I, I start to think about, you know, Mille Lacs and, you know, at certain times of the year, guys that do well, they, they'll use, uh, you know, floats and corks and they'll fish off the rock edges with leeches. And some of that applies out on the Kegama. And, you know, a lot of guys will use the jigging wraps as they get on the edges. And, um, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. So, some of the, you know, if you look at, uh, Winnie, you know, says the fish transition out to some of those humps. You know, that's kind of spinner related, and and some of that applies. Or you know, pulling crawlers or pulling leeches. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of really all over the board. Um, and the guys that do well are gonna, you know, either land on the mother lotus uh, school and stay on them, or they're gonna find fish all over the place. But um, it's it. It definitely is unique, and I my hat was off to the people that that continue to to do well out there because yeah, it it can it can obviously throw you a curveball, and the lake gets spread out. I mean, there's there's lots lots of fingers, but uh, you know, you put a hundred boats on on a lake, and and it, it can can at times I'm sure fish pretty small just because there's there's walleyes literally all over that lake. But uh, when guys find the right ones. Um, you know, it's not like there's uh, 200 spots out there. It's probably much smaller than that. But, um, but yeah, definitely a unique fishery. I think one of the hardest things from what I hear, and I have not had the pleasure or the curse of fishing Pokegama yet, but uh, I think what I hear is that what's really tough is getting them to bite because the sheer volume of food in that lake is is unmatched. Yeah, and that you're right. I mean, with the smelt and... Um, 
it, it's almost like sometimes guys just, you know, we, we've said this before on your show that, you know, instead of keep throwing them the cheeseburger, throw them some pizza. <laughs> so guys do, and that doesn't work all the time, but, uh, you know, sometimes it does, just just mixing it up and giving them something different to look at. Because, um, yeah, with the smelt and the different year classes of smelt, and, you know, we've had some just unbelievable perch hatches in the past, and so there is there tends to be, Definitely some food out there, but, uh, you know, the guys that uh, typically do well have got a few things figured out of what it, what it takes to, you know, trip, trip the trigger and get them, get them to bite, whether that's a giant minnow or, you know, a leech or whatever. They, they, they have their little tricks that they, that they do, and they don't always talk about it just because <laughs> they don't want to give away no. all their trade secrets. But. <laughs> You know, and, and not only is it a great walleye fishery, it's got a ton of uh, of um, bass in there. It's a great bass fishery, and it's one of the few places you can consistently find trophy northerns. They're deep. They're they're hard to catch sometimes, but they're there at probably a bigger level than most lakes. Yeah, the, the one thing you know they did they did stock uh, muskies uh, quite a few years ago and and put quite a few in there and I I haven't really heard many of them I've maybe onesies twosies here and there people talk about them but you know they they're still allowed to, to spear on the lake and so that that does a little bit of number on a lot of the, the bigger fish but they're still you know they're they're such a unbelievable predator that they're they're going to grow and they're going to grow fast just because you said there's so much forage out there so they got plenty of uh, good food and the right forage that they they do grow quick and they do have you know access to these smelt in deeper water and the big fish like to be in deeper water and yeah if you uh if you know how to get out there and you know fish a little bit deeper there there definitely is some healthy pike in there no no question about it well listen steve i know that you still do some writing if we want to get your uh, wise words uh, where can we find it yeah, so I've been uh, still writing for Midwest Outdoors, and you can find uh, my article uh, in the in the June issue of Midwest Outdoors, kind of talking about what we're talking about right now is just the, the shallow water bonanza. You know, you're you you want to fish if you 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 want to be successful at catching fish, get out there. June is June is the, the time of the year. Whether you want to pan fish, you know, fish for bass, fish for walleyes. This this is some of the best time of the years uh, of the year to be out there and catch fish. Um, and so that's kind of what the article was, the gist of it. And we kind of talked about the different species and um, got a picture uh, that I sent in uh, with the story of uh, Dwayne Peterson, which I know you've had on the show many many oh, times yes. um, with Northland Peterson. So they're friends of mine and. So I, I work with Travis and on pictures and content and things like that. And um, But, yeah, that, that's basically what the June was. And then summer is kind of transitioning. My next article and coming in July is transitioning into, uh, you know, what, what changes we see in the water, uh, you know, as the water warms and we progress into summer. Well, listen, Steve, I warned you in advance. Are you ready for your first ever Fast Five? <laughs> I guess I'm as ready as I'm going to be. So. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Fast five. Did I start up? Question number one. What is your favorite fish to catch? My favorite fish to catch is probably smallmouth bass. What is your favorite fish to eat? My favorite fish to eat is crappie. Question number three. 
Maybe you don't even remember that far back, but what was the first fish you caught, and how old were you? I believe the first fish that I caught was a crappie, and I want to say I was four or five. Do you remember the the incident? Do you remember it? Um, I have a, so many uh, fond memories <laughs> as a kid. I, I don't know that I can quite quite remember that. Okay. Um, but I but I have seen some you know vintage photographs floating around somewhere <laughs> of uh, me holding up this fish. You know, almost like. You know, not knowing that if I can hold it, and you know, of course, crappie—they don't have you know sharp teeth like a walleye or a pike or anything. But I, I could tell it in my face that I was pretty unsure about holding this thing up. So. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up with a couple of non-fishing questions. Question number four: Dogs or cats? Dogs. Most of the people in this type of show, it's always dogs. And finally, question number five: Pie or cake? Booster. I'd probably would say cake. Okay. Well, we're going to disagree on that one. <laughs> but that's okay. That'd be a toss-up. Toss you made me do one or the other. I know. So. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, uh, if people are heading out this weekend, what's the what's the main thing they got to have with them? Well, if you're if you're going after walleyes, I would say uh, to be safe, have have some leeches. You know, whether you're going to use them rigging or if you're going to use them under a float or however you're going to do it you can put them on a jig yet too but i I would say make sure you have leeches crawlers a little bit more specialized so uh, bring crawlers too but for sure bring leeches Uh, bass fishing um, i would say get some type of jungle jig uh, like a northland jungle jig uh, cast that around in the into the weeds Uh, as they're coming off the spawn they're going to be willing to chase and uh, that'll be a a good thing you can swim that you know just kind of Swim it like a spinnerbait, or you can kind of jig it off bottom like uh, imitating a crayfish. Panfish, uh, you know, your firefly jigs, and, uh, you know, you can use plain hook and, you know, little tiny leeches or little crawlers. But, uh, yeah, uh, pike, pike, you know, you can get your spoons. You can use, uh, you know, spinnerbaits, things like that. They're definitely going to be chasing, and they're still up shallow enough that I think you can, you know, find them in relatively shallow water. They haven't buried themselves you know, into the depths of the lakes quite yet, but it's going to be getting there probably in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, that's, that's probably the things uh, that go through my mind as you ask me that question. All right. And Steve, I know you do still do a little guiding over the Grand Rapids area. If people would like to use your services, how do they uh, get something set up? Yeah. So you can uh, email me at steve uh, at com, or uh, you can send me a text or give me a call at my number which is 218-244-5092 all righty steve matson you can read his stuff in midwest outdoors you can hear him on paul bunyan country outdoors slash fish and paul bunyan country on a semi-regular basis uh, steve we will give you a call down the road but thank you for taking the time today absolutely always my pleasure kevin you can call me at any time And just a reminder, if you're listening on the radio, you very likely are not hearing the complete interview with Steve. We had so much great stuff to talk about. So if you want to hear that complete interview, you need to subscribe to the podcast, which you can do at Podcast One on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can go to your Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors radio station's website and listen to it there. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to Steve Batson once again, and thank you for being here.
This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>